everyone, and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hey, everyone. And John. Hey, everybody. Forget Elf on a Shelf. Today's entrepreneur is an Elf-made man with a product that will have you saying, let's take an Elfie. He certainly doesn't lack for high Elf esteem. And while our founder is entirely Elf-taught, will his ass be too Elfish for the sharks or will he be the best in snow? You snow the drill. We'll find out after this message from HubSpot. I mean, Santa. They're basically the same thing. So today in the tank, we have Real Elf. Now, Real Elf is brought to us by founder Tommy. And Tommy is asking for $125,000 for 25% in his business, which is a $500,000 valuation. Now, Tommy's business, Real Elf, is an online video production business where essentially consumers will pay Tommy to send them personalized holiday digital elf grams. So he dresses up as an elf and sends a fun and cheerful message to whoever you are purchasing this gift for. So think about it like cameo elf style. So thinking about Tommy, our founder, the pitch, the product, initial thoughts of Real Elf. I watched this episode when it first aired. Did you really? Yes. I love it. And I loved Tommy, just as a person, personality. Very bubbly. Such a Mm -hmm. great human. I'm not opposed to the idea, but I think the biggest issue is like the business model. It's not necessarily scalable when you're just one person and Mm -hmm. your product is based on you. I think there's a lot of challenges there, but I don't think it's an impossible model. He just needs to kind of rethink and reship a mindset of how to spread the brand beyond just Tommy being the main point person. Yeah, I mean, one way to think about Tommy is that Tommy is just an influencer around Christmas cheer. Yes. Mm-hmm. The thing that Tommy has going for him is he has a really contagious personality. Mm-hmm. And particularly around the holidays, I think people are very hungry for that sort of personality because they want optimism and positivity and happiness because it's the holidays. The thing that I had some concerns about with Tommy wasn't even that he was just one person. It was actually, he wants the money to build a platform. He wants to build an app Mm -hmm. so that people can directly buy things from him and have it on their phone. Mm -hmm. And the truth is he doesn't need to build a platform because there are already platforms that exist just to help people with incredible personalities grow and scale. And the thing that ultimately worried me about him was that he hasn't actually proven successful on scaling his personality on these channels. Like even today, still on Instagram, years later, he only has like 3000 followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, you haven't found the formula yet to translate your personality into a content type that lots of people want to look at and consume. And so I feel like he's got an influencer model Mm -hmm. without an influencer content distribution approach. He's trying to build his own distribution approach instead of actually solving the root cause problem, which is he doesn't have a content format that lends itself to broad distribution on platforms that thrive on personalities. This is something that Tommy does around the holidays. He makes ten dollars to $15,000 a month around the holidays. If not through an app, as an influencer, what is your advice to really then see his business scale so it could become something that he does full-time? Like, how would you scale that? I think there's a few different ways. You take the real elf and make it into a brand where other performers, mm. so maybe you have musicians or real elf carolers <laughs> or like someone around like the seasonal time that you can hire in your local community. So it's going beyond just the extension of himself. Okay. I think this is a great example of applying some of your revenue back into like a charitable component, especially during the holiday season. So I think there's like a few minor tweaks if he just thinks about it beyond just Tommy being the main kind of focus. 
a real elf. Yeah, that is definitely one strategy. I would actually do the opposite strategy, which mm. is like, I would make it all about Tommy. <laughs> John's like, no cause marketing in this house. <laughs> well, no, you can still do cause marketing. It's just, mm. I think Ariel's pitches. Anyone who has holiday cheer and wants to create these sort of messages can be part of this network yeah. that basically like elf. gives cheer and gives back during the holidays. And I think that's one way to do it. The Santa Claus yeah. model. <laughs> the thing that I find really interesting though, is I think about all the social networks that exist today and they mm. all are based around the idea of powerful personality-driven content. Mm -hmm. And I think if he wanted this to be a full-time job, he has to make his annual salary in November and December. Yeah. Which means his November and December have to be gigantic. He needs to become the Mr. Beast mm -hmm. of Christmas. He needs to take a dog sled to the North Pole and create video content around it, get brands to sponsor it mm. because Santa is the face of Christmas, but isn't an actual personality. And I think he can imagine all sorts of really interesting large scale stunts. Some of them could definitely give back. And like, that's what could get people involved in the area. I think that the cause marketing is a brilliant component of it, but that's what I would do if I were him. I just feel like the road to becoming an icon like that, there's issues with longevity. I could see that being a great accelerator for growth, but I just don't know how Tommy would sustain and continue to be relevant. Do you think that there would be a sense of virality that could maintain itself if Tommy was only ever doing this around November and December? Because then it wouldn't be like something that you could necessarily get used to year round. Well, I think at the holidays, people have lots of nostalgia for the past. And so I think mm -hmm. they're not always seeking new every year at the holidays. They're seeking familiar. Mm -hmm. If every year Tommy can have a more and more extreme set of holiday give back campaigns and raise more and more money every year sure. and like start with a $1 million goal and then a $5 million goal a and then a $20 million goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just, it's about escalation in my mind. Mm -hmm. And if people remember him from a holiday season, I don't think he just like disappears from memory the next year. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like the old 1970s stop motion Christmas things we watch on TV with the family. It's like, yep, yeah, totally. now we're going to watch Tommy. Like claymation, <laughs> yeah. like, yes. you know, snowmen. Yes, he'll stick around. Yeah. Barbara did see the path to success laying in more of like the cause marketing. And as you mentioned, Ariel, we saw this play out sort of in the deal. So Barbara offered $50,000 of cash, but then also $75,000 as a loan, again, for that 35% equity stake in the business. But half of the sales needed to actually be donated to charity in order for her to get on board. And we don't really see a, an in-depth discussion so much as to like what that would mean, but it definitely makes it apparent that Barbara wanted there to be like a charity component to really give back during the holiday season. So ultimately there was a deal made with Barbara that does have Tommy kind of getting his bag, but then also having a cause marketing aspect to also give back to the community. I'm curious to see how he's been doing the last few years, though. 2,675 followers. Still only has 3,000 Instagram followers. He's not getting any reach. <laughs> John's like, his scale is not there. <laughs> yeah, so this was an episode that was in 2021. So unclear if this is Tommy's full-time job still, mm. right? Probably not. But currently, Tommy's able to bring in around $20,000 still around Christmas time. So you can definitely still get your Elfgram from Tommy. It doesn't seem that the scale that we were thinking is quite there yet, but it's only been a couple years. There's still hope. That's what the holiday season's all about. <laughs> I mean, listen, anybody with a side hustle that puts up twenty dollars to $30,000 for themselves during the holiday season Good side based hustle. on bringing joy to yeah. people is incredible. And so like, kudos to Tommy. It's clear that he wanted this to become like his full-time job, but if it's just something that he enjoys doing, it's still considered successful to make that much money as a side hustle. So he's doing great. He only needs to scale if he takes investment yeah. because if he takes investment, right. he has to produce a return on that investment for whoever he took the money from. If he just wants to self-fund it, he can keep it whatever size he wants and just make some cream. <laughs> exactly. 
Make some cookies. <laughs> Would you buy an elf gram from Tommy, knowing what we know? Like just seeing him and you mentioned you loved his personality. Are you buying one this holiday season? <laughs> what is the price point at which the uh, elf gram goes for? $50. <laughs> Look at Ariel's face. <laughs> All right, Ariel was all in on this business. Yeah. For those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> wow. You turned your back on Tommy. Who do you think is the ideal persona for this? Like, who's buying these elf grams? I imagine sweet grandmas who see the posts on Facebook that's like, oh, my son Jimmy would sweet love grandma. this. You know, the out-of-touch grandma a little bit. Mm. Or just friends for the lulls and giggles. What about you, John? Who's the buyer persona? Do yeah. some extrapolation. Ah. Uh, Granny's on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind. Let's talk about some marketing advice. Like, what's your marketing advice for Tommy? Here's the tricky thing. He has a great personality, but it's not a personality people know yet, which means their okay. willingness to pay for that personality is probably low. And he also hasn't found a way to scale that personality on any of the platforms that distribute content. So if I were him, I would just obsess about continuing to like refine his content creation process. Mr. Beast created a YouTube video a day for like three and a half years before he started gaining traction. Sure. It turns out it just takes reps. It takes reps. It takes practice. Mm -hmm. It takes time. You have to learn what resonates, what doesn't resonate. And so I would probably get in content production mode and test and learn really fast. And that'd probably be my top advice. That's a good point. I was talking to my niece about Mr. Beast and I showed her an older video and she's like, this is kind of boring because she's used to the newer content and yeah. she's used to like sure. the newer formats of things. So she'll watch those videos, no problem. So it's a constant learning. Yeah. Just don't take too long if grandmas are your ideal audience because you might outlive them. <laughs> well, so I think the thing is, is the reason we say grandma's the ideal audience is because he doesn't have an established enough personality with people that they would pay right. for yet. And so I think Ariel and I find ourselves sitting here thinking like, who is a stereotypical persona that <laughs> yeah. would buy something cute that has cheer and that like has cheer associated things. yeah <laughs> you know yeah and also who are the ones creating traditions you know yeah. like i feel like the grandparents are good places to start <laughs> yeah today's episode was brought to you by the magnanimous matthew brown editing comes from robert hartwig and support from melanie romero Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you subscribe to the greatest podcasts ever. That does it for me. See you in the tank next week for another bite. Ho, ho, ho. 